Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Hello and welcome to the show. You may or may not know that the Janine Boland Show is the syndicated program of four different podcast shows that were combined. When our programming was syndicated in October of 2021, my team and I merged all four podcasts into one program just for you. Up to that point, we were running four separate podcasts called The Three Minute Money Tips, The Thriving Solopreneur, The Writer's Hour Creative Conversations, and The Practical Mystic Show. But today, we have with us and we are highlighting a master relationship coach as well as author and strategic interventionist and owner of the highest intent life coaching, Carrie Putrak, who will be helping people from all over the world with their relationships, intimacy, and transforming their relationship stressors into learning tools. Now, one of the neat things about Carrie is that having lived in many places in the world, she is uniquely qualified to help all people. She spent her young adulthood as a stay-at-home mom, where she devoted herself to changing people's lives by educating military families about Individuals with Disabilities Act, and she volunteered as a parent advocate for children with special needs. Now, her truest mission is to help as many people as possible to embrace the incredible joy and excitement that comes with a great relationship so that they will live their best lives together. In Carrie's spare time, she continues to volunteer to help families specifically military families, to have happier lives. Now, Carrie has helped many couples with innovative ideas, amazing tools, and she also happens to be the author of Get Out of the Box and Play, The Secret to a Lasting Relationship, and she is happy to announce the development of an amazing couples retreat. So welcome to the show, Carrie. Hi, thank you. Thank you, Janine, for having me. It's always a lot of fun. I love it when I can have fellow authors or fellow speakers. And just to let everybody know, you and I met at a wonderful thing called Speakers Playhouse, where Kimberly Crow and Jenny Trass were kind enough to, they put podcasters, radio show personalities like myself, and wonderful authors like you, and when they throw us all in the same Zoom room and they say, get to know each other. And you and I hit it off <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the military uh, backgrounds, our military trainings, and what we do. And so one of the things I'm most excited about is tell us how you got into the whole coaching biz because you were in this long before the 2020 thing. You've been doing it for decades. And what got you started in the first place in coaching? Because, you know, that really wasn't a thing when you started. Well, what got me started was um, very into coaching, was curious about relationships wanting to find the best relationship and wanting to um, improve uh, the possibility of having the best relationship. And that's what really got me into it. I um, spent a lifetime or a childhood rather uh, having difficulty with reality and relationships because uh, my mother was a paranoid schizophrenic. And so Reality to me was a little bit different at home than reality was out there. 
when I got to school age, I needed to develop relationships with children and I, I was really unable to and became really withdrawn because what I knew at home and what was at school were very, very different. And so I became withdrawn, but I came, became very observing and watched how people interacted with each other and watched what certain words meant to certain people and how they could be kind and how they could be cruel to each other. So not everybody can say, oh yeah, so my parent was a schizophrenic or (laughs) however you describe all that. I'm sorry, forgive me for messing all that up, but it's just, um, there, what does that mean? Okay. Because we hear those words, but as a child growing up, and that's the perspective I'd love for you to share mm-hmm. is it, it drove you into having to really learn relationships in a way most of us would never even considered. Like we make a lot of assumptions uh, when it comes to our relationships. So talk to us a little bit about your experience and then where you saw those assumptions that get in the way. Well, I had assumptions that reality to me was being awakened at two o'clock in the morning to kill bugs that were not there. So I had a vision that there was something wrong with me because I didn't see the bugs. I didn't see the people that were there that uh, my mother saw and she wanted me to tell them things (laughs) and I didn't see them. So if your whole world and your reality is that, then my whole world and reality was that there was something wrong with me, not her. And when I got out into the real world, I finally saw that there was something wrong with her, not me, but trying to transition and change how I thought about the world was very difficult. Yeah, I I can only imagine on that. But you remind me of several of the kids I used to play with who came from families who had a parent that was struggling with some sort of mental uh, condition. And I remember standing side by side with them and we'd see something incredible or something horrific. It just depended upon what we saw. And I can remember those, those were the kids that would turn to me and say, you're seeing that too, right? <laughs> and you could always kind of tell, right? We're all seeing this. Is anybody else seeing this? Is it just me? So that's kind of the thing, right? Right. And it led to a lifetime of me questioning, did I see what I saw? Did I hear what I heard? It, it, it really did for many, many years. Is this real or not? Is this person saying what they're saying to me or not saying what they're saying to me? And I really did for a long time live in fear that I was going to lose my mind and I was going to be paranoid schizophrenic the way that she was. Right. And, and that's something that we all kind of have to walk through at our own pace. Um, so the, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure Carrie came on the show is I promise you guys with the Janine Boland show, we will help you with your time. We'll help you with your money. We'll help you with your knowledge and we'll help you with your sanity. And that's why Carrie is here because of her experiences. And the reason I focus so much on sanity is because truly it is a perspective And you can be with somebody who, according to their life perspective, you are insane. I mean, I've been called insane by what other people would presume were insane people, right? So it just depends on who you're around. And that can change depending upon what reality you're you're having to work with. So if you don't mind sharing, because I know this is kind of personal, but I would love to learn what were some assumptions that you had in your own world as a youngster that as you became 
more and more acquainted with the outside world through school or whatever, you were relax, you were able to relax more because you could dismantle some of that. What were some of your stepping stones to the reality you now face? Well, my communication with others and interaction with people, there were things that I didn't know I shouldn't say. So whatever came to my mind, I would just say, because my world was where, you know, my mother said, whatever came to her mind, there was no filter. And so I had to learn filters with people because I watched their reactions when I would say certain things. Um, one, the, the very last battle that I had was with the word why. And I would, when I didn't understand why people behaved the way they behaved or reacted the way that they reacted to me, I would ask why a lot for many years. I asked why, and I didn't understand for a very long time that the power of the word why was not what I imagined. I couldn't get it in my mind why the, the, why, why the word why was a bad word. And we don't talk about this in our society too much, um, but why is seen as a very negative word and very um, dismantling to people. Uh, and, and, and after a long time of working on that, I discovered that the reason people get so defensive with the word why is because, and I did it to my kids too, <laughs> um, when they do something that they shouldn't do, whether they understand why they did it or why they, they chose that path, we as parents come to them and say, why did you do that? So it becomes a bad word. When we get older, we don't realize how that belief that the word why was provoked an angry reaction. We, we don't get there when we get older However, we still display that same childhood defensiveness when someone asks us why. So I learned when I'm talking, when I'm coaching with people to reframe and not use the word why. Well, how did you come to that conclusion? How did you um, learn to believe this thing about yourself? You know, um, it, it, the word why is so powerful. And, and I did not understand that. Uh, I used to make excuses and say, well, I just ask a lot of why questions. You'll have to forgive me ahead of time, you know, um, but what all of the normal societal things that happened as a child that we learn when we are going to school, I kind of just sat and observed. I, I didn't have the interaction. I didn't have a best friend. I didn't have relationships. I was very afraid. I was afraid that. I didn't see what I saw. I didn't hear what I heard. So I'd rather just stay to myself. So there was a comfort within your own skin, but when you had to interact outside of your internal mechanisms, that was a problem. Yeah, it was a, it was a problem. Um, and of course in school, the name calling was tremendous. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I think we've all had a little bit of that. And I too was a Y kid. I asked why a lot and, and people saw it as a challenge and I was just trying to understand like you, right? So I, we can, right. we both have that in common. Okay. Well, don't go anywhere, folks. I want you to stick around because 
I just wanted you to get a flavor of what Carrie is like and where she comes from, why she has the passion she does for helping people with their intimate relationships. Because when we come back, she and I are going to be talking about smashing those childhood beliefs that actually keep you away from having strong, intimate relationships and how, you know, the way you play in your relationships. And if you think that's weird or what, what do you mean play life? You know, relationships are serious business. Then you need to stick around until we come back. So we will see you on the other side of the break. Janine Bull and I have with me a wonderful guest today who happens to be a master relationship coach, a strategic interventionist, and the owner of Highest Intent Life Coaching. Carrie, would you say your last name for me again, please? Because I butchered it on the first segment. (laughs) Petruch. Petruch. This is what happens when you have an analytical biochemist as a podcaster, because all these physicists' names pop in my head, and then I look at your name and I say those (laughs) instead of the right one. So this is Carrie Petruch, ladies and gentlemen, who happens to be with us today, helping us with our sanity. Um, Yeah, you had kind of a challenging mom growing up. Uh, She had a mental condition that made you question your own reality. What was her condition again? Paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, she was paranoid schizophrenia. I wanted to make sure you said that, not me, because after the name and I knew my brain would do other things, right? So what I love to share about Carrie is that she had to really investigate relationships in a way that most of us don't because the reality that she had at home versus the reality that she had at school were like diametrically opposed. I mean, it was like 180 degree shift. So who better than somebody like this to give you advice on how to increase the intimacy in your relationships. And it's through an episode or through a technique that most people forget to employ. So talk to us a little bit about how people can go about smashing those childhood beliefs, because that's where it comes from. You know, the kind of relationships we saw in our childhood, man, that will totally color what we do going forward. So you've got these beautiful kind of four phases. So talk to us about the first phase. Well, the first phase is examining your own box. So when we're children, we decide what goes in our box. You know, we do this, we don't do that. We like this, we don't like that. We like broccoli, we don't like broccoli. And so we make that box and we also make decisions about what we like about ourselves or don't like and what we like in other people and don't like. And we create the box. Now, everybody's got a box. I don't care how open-minded you are. We all have a box. We have a box that decides who we are, what we want, what we don't want. And it starts very, very early. Part of your box is given to you as a child. And then you add on to it. Some people give you some things and some things you decide to take and leave the rest. So when you have a couple that comes together, you remember that each one of you has a box. And what happens after that is you say, oh, I like what's in his or her box. I like what they do. We have this in common. But what we don't really focus on is what we don't like in the other person's box. We don't even take a nod at it when we're in a romantic relationship and we're courting each other. We 
just say, I like that part of their box. And then what happens is you get together and the relationship progresses and you realize there are things that you don't like in the other person's box. And that's the beginning of examining what it is that needs to happen so that you two can be even closer. What I love about what you've talked about is you talk about the box, right? So you have this four-sided cube or, you know, whatever you want to call it, six-sided cube that we each walk around with in our head, defining for ourselves who we are and where we want to go. But Mm -hmm. during this period of time, we're making decisions. Now, um, in your own experience, did you ever have times where you decided uh, before you got into a relationship, things that you were going to jettison from your box? Because I know that I made decisions really early on, like, absolutely, this is a deal breaker. So are those things that we get rid of out of our box? How would that work in your metaphor? Because that's something I'd like to know. Right. There, there are things that, that I don't want in my box. Um, and, and I made those decisions. I do not care for dishonesty. I do not care for disloyalty. And it can go on. There are things that are important to me, but what I like to focus on are my values that are important to me. And focusing on what isn't important to me keeps me not worrying about those other things. It keeps me totally focused on what it is I want to be in my box instead of what I don't want in my box. I think that's a much healthier way to go. It's how it keeps me in a more positive frame of mind if I'm always focused on that. But I'd like to define a typical scientist here. I like to define basic words because I never make the assumption that we are talking the same language. So when you say my values, this is a word that is used extensively. So can Mm -hmm. you give us some examples of your values and what the word values means to you? Um, Value, one of my values is loyalty. I value loyalty. It's important to me in my life. I value it because I value it in me. I'm loyal and I value that loyalty in other people. Um, Loyalty to my detriment is not a good thing, but being loyal to those I love is very important to me. And I need that to be very important to anyone who's in a relationship with me. Okay. So it's more like a a character trait that is kind of the values. Like you look at yourself and you see what your character traits are and those kind of manifest them into your values. Do I have that right? Or do you want to define that a bit better for me? Sure. Sure. To some extent. I mean, there's, there's some of those are character traits, but some of them are more ethereal too, Mm -hmm. like universal love or freedom or, You know, some of them are concepts and I value those concepts. So there are some hardcore characteristics that I value and there are concepts that I value. I get it. Okay. And so when it comes to people making decisions about their box, what are some powerful tools uh, or what is an exercise maybe that somebody can do to see where they have inadvertently put something in their box and they look at it and they go, ooh, I what? I don't want that there. Why, Why is that there? How do you find that stuff without like, digging into the darkness of your soul. You know what I mean? I mean, there are ways to excavate that stuff without having to go to dark places. So I figure you have a tool. Absolutely. Um, Whenever there's something in someone else that you don't like, it's probably something that you don't like and accept about yourself. That's a really hard concept for most people to understand. And then the other kick is, Whenever you decide that you have to be right and the other person is wrong, you close the door to communication and intimacy. 
And that's also a very difficult concept to, to learn to implement. One of the jokes, my kids parrot this back to me all the time. And it used to be, all right, you can be right, but I'm happy. Oh, man, did that annoy people? <laughs> because so I, came, I came from a scientific background, and I would watch whole conference rooms erupt over such little stuff because in science, you know, everybody wants to be right. There's a lot of prestige mm-hmm. in being right. And I learned to bow out of that. I was like the lab rat. I, that's what they used to call bench chemists. You know, we were the lab rats, yeah. you know, we just did the work and the PhDs and all them, they, they did, you know, the other stuff. And so I, I would sit there and just look at these things erupt and go, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. So I learned really early on. I didn't want to be right. Not at the expense of my happiness, you know, and now it's a, it's a big thing with the law of attraction and all you got a lot of people talking about that i'm like cool somebody's joined my party i love that (laughs) so so let's let's talk about these other two points because i'm sorry we're running a close on time and i want to make sure we get through it so first you have a box and then you start making decisions on what stays in your box what can what can be jettisoned so really look at do i have to be right that's what your tool that you recommend to everybody carrie Mm -hmm. is right on this one and it's like look at the need to be right if you have to be right Ooh, ooh, that's right. something in your box you may want to go. All right. So then you have the couples box. Right. right. So so the couples get together and they create a box together and there's going to be conflict. The need to be right is usually the conflict. You know, there's money, sex, kids are the three stressors in a, in a marriage. And, and the, the need to be right all boils down to that. It wouldn't matter if you have a friendship, any kind of relationship, the big stressor is in the need to be right. And so to smash the need to be right, what I offer to couples is start playing. You know, it's so easy to play. So whenever, you know, an argument stops, if you could just laugh, if you can just chase each other around the house, you know, um, it, it, you break the conflict, you break the momentum, you, 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 move into playing with each other and it's amazing what happens when couples do this when they decide that okay it's getting heated and I have heard so many authorities say that oh well you need to go do this and you need to go that but when does it really break think about it when does it really break when you both realize how ridiculous the argument is, and it usually is pretty ridiculous where it started from, but when you both realize and you start laughing, is that what you remember? Oh, remember we got into this argument and we just started laughing or I stuck my tongue out at you because I felt like being a little girl and I didn't like what you were saying. And then both burst into laughter. That's it. Start playing, break it with play, break it with laughter, break it with, with fun, do something funny, you know, chase your wife around the house, chase your husband around the house, do something funny to break the momentum of that. And you will find that, that accepting each other, accepting each other's beliefs, accepting each other's um, way of doing things happens, but it also changes it breaks the seriousness and you can get into that box and you can discover with each other, why was it so important that I believed this? Why was it so important that I believed that? You know, if you're too busy fighting and having to be right, then you're not making intimacy and no one wants to really be intimate with somebody that they're always arguing with. 
Right. Hey, I don't know about you. That's no fun. And if I'm not having fun, right, that's what it's all about. Uh, When I uh, first am in a relationship with a friend or whoever, it's because they make me laugh and it's fun and I love their humor. I mean, that's the very first thing, right? So, okay, before we run out of time, because we're about ready to hit our another break, uh, tell us a little bit about this wonderful book that you have coming out. Talk to us about that. It's called Get Out of the Box and Into Play, The Secret to a Lasting Relationship. And it just released on Valentine's Day. It's, Congratulations! Um, yay! <laughs> it's a, thank you. It's a great journey of how to examine each other's boxes and how to build your own box together. Just kind of what I taught. Well, it's way more about what I talked about um, in there. And there's some wonderful stuff in the back of the book about how you can play with each other and have fun. Okay. And in the show notes, we will have the links so that people can go there and make that happen and buy that book. Say the title for us one more time. Get out of the box and into play the secret to a lasting relationship. Okay. And stay with us after the break where we will have Amanda Wood back. Yes. Per everyone's request, we had people that wanted to learn more from this wonderful stylist and fashion designer. And if you think that's too highfalutin for you, you want to have Amanda working with you. We'll chat with you after the break. Stay tuned. And welcome back. I cannot wait for you to meet our next guest who happens to be Amanda Wood. Not only is she a personal stylist with over 15 years of experience, training from the New York Institute of Art and Design, and on a mission to empower her clients to realize their goals, their confidence, and their happiness by discovering what their best style and image is. Now, you may think that this is a woman who has been in in styling and awesome fashion for years and years. In actuality, she started off as a chemist she was i mean a scientist i'm the chemist she's the scientist and she was we were talking about dinosaurs and we were having such a great time we Mm -hmm. almost forgot to start talking about fashion so i was like dear amanda would you come back on to the janine boland show and talk about what you've done with uh with your work and all that so if you want to learn more about her story you need to go to an episode before this one where she does talk about her story but today by golly we are going to get through the (laughs) five the five fashion types And so take it away, Amanda. Thank you for coming back. What are those five fashion types? Of course, of course. And thank you for having me back on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, The five different body types are apple, rectangle, inverted triangle, triangle, and hourglass. And that is the basic ones. And there's obviously very much, you know, the sublevels and the differentiators within those five types. But those are the basic five types. And those are for men and women. So for the ladies and gentlemen that have an apple body type, I'm always making sure I am defining the waist and showing a waist because usually when people have an apple body type, they don't have too much of a waist. And when you are um, making sure that the clothing looks and feels amazing on them, that you're always balancing out the body frame and just making it look fabulous. So for the gentlemen, I love doing a lot of layers, uh, light knit, light weight knits and sport coats are great for that. And for the ladies, I love doing a wrap dress to define the waist and then maybe belt it, maybe not. I love doing blazers belted to always define the waist and show the waist. And then with every single one of my clients, regardless of your body type, I always do what they call it the French tuck, the half tuck. You may or may not have seen it. It is a trick to elongate the frame, elongate the legs, and just 
present a gorgeous shape. Uh, next one is rectangle. And this is where you're kind of just straight. And this is again for men and women and that your hips to your shoulders to your waist is kind of all the same measurement. You don't have too many defining curves. So with that, I love doing a little bit of shoulder pads on the ladies. For the gentlemen, I might do a lighter color up top and then always defining the waist uh, belting or doing the tuck. And then I might do a boot cut on the bottom for the ladies. And then for the gentlemen, do a little bit of a darker color because most men love being the inverted triangle, which means broader shoulders up top, a little bit narrower and straight down on bottom. And then next you have the triangle. I'm and going I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you right yep. there because before we run through this, I just want to let people know what you are getting right now is how to save money. Here we have a high class, very educated woman who has studied this in a very scientific way so that she can save you money. And you know, with the Jeannie and Boland show, we like to save you money, time, your knowledge, and your sanity. And I can think of mm -hmm. nothing that causes me more grief than to go to the store and try to find something that fits my body type. And Amanda has been so wonderfully educational for me that I had to bring her on a show the second time. And so that's why she's trying to roar through these five yep. body types so she can give you that information. But at the same time, I wanted to bring some clarity as to why we brought her back. And that was to help save you money, save you time and help increase your knowledge when it comes to fashion. So, okay. So we talked about the two body types. Go ahead. Talk about the next one. Yep. And that's what I love doing for my clients uh, virtually and in person is, you know, really bringing the online store down to a very curated bespoke uh, assortment of uh, pieces for them to choose from. And then obviously when I meet my clients in person, I have the dressing room all set and ready to go and they don't have to go through the stress and the sea of options. And I've picked everything that's perfect for their, you know, aspirations or goals or body type, their colors, and just make it perfect. So next one we have is triangle. And this is when your shoulders are a little bit larger to your waist and your hip ratio. So the, excuse me, I just did inverted triangle. <laughs> one of those days. Crazy day. It's okay. Just go ahead. All right. Back, back to the triangle, not the inverted. There you go. Yep. So triangle is when your hips are a little bit larger than your shoulder and waist ratio. So for that body type, I love doing either lighter colors up top, darker colors on bottom. And then I also love doing uh, shoulder pads up top to give that balance out of the frame. And then also if my lady is a little bit of a larger busted lady, I will do a V-neck, which elongates the face and elongates the neck and just brings the eye all the way down the body frame and just makes the top portion balance out with the bottom portion. And then for the gentleman, I will do um, the uh, darker colors on bottom and then lighter colors up top and it just works out great. And then for the inverted triangle, and that one is when, oh no, I just did that again. I'm going to get my triangles all mixed up. So we have <laughs> inverted triangles and we have triangles. And so, yes. yeah. And so when you're, when you're working that out, you can figure out what they mean by the shoulders and the waist. So, yep. Yep. So inverted triangle, your hips are a little bit larger than your shoulders triangle. Your shoulders are a little bit larger than your waist. So you're just always wanting to balance it out and just pop a little bit of shoulder pads on if you have a little bit of a hip and then 
then the reverse, if you have a little bit more of a shoulder. So just basically always take a peek at your frame and just always balance it out. And then last but not least, we have hourglass, which is the two triangles that I'm trying to create in my mind perfectly balanced out together. <laughs> so an hourglass hourglass shape is just the perfect balance of the shoulders and the hips are about the same ratio. And then the waist is a little bit, you know, to quite a bit smaller. So you have that perfect hourglass shape. And for those uh, people that have that shape, they can, you know, pick to um, dress up any part of their body that they like for the ladies, you know, dress up your curves and just have an amazing time with it. If you like a little bit more attention to your decolletage and your cleavage, you know, go for that. And then for the gentlemen, they can just, you know, wear, if they want to emphasize the top half, wear a little bit of a light color up top. If they want to emphasize the bottom half, wear a little bit of a lighter color down bottom. So it's just taking a picture, taking a peek at your frame. And with my clients, I love doing this when they pop on a black t-shirt or a black tank top, depending if you're a man or woman, popping on some black tight fitting leggings, jeans, joggers um, on bottom, and then just standing in the mirror and taking a look at yourself and just seeing are my shoulders to my waist to my hips about the same definitely different what am i seeing proportionate wise and then you always switch and do a profile just to see and take into account your shape that way and don't be afraid to take a peek at your shape every single person is gorgeous you are all just wonderful and just make the clothing work for you not you work for the clothing so that is a great way to check out and see you know what my body type is and that Thanks is some. the five different types yeah thank you so much <laughs> for running through that so quickly. And one of the things that I absolutely loved when I first started following your work and seeing what you were doing was that you really believe you're, you're trying to revolutionize the fashion industry in this way, which is instead of men and women going through exercise routines and working their guts out, trying to yes. change their body so that they can fit into a piece of outfit, you're like, all right, let's start with where you are. Okay. Yep. Now things, yep. are, things may change, but start with where you are so we can bring you joy in the moment. So for those of you who are like instant gratification junkies, I'm raising my hand. You cannot say that. I love to, to work in the now. Like, okay, but this is where I am now. I haven't lost that 20 pounds or I haven't lost that 15 pounds. And so I'm working toward it. But how do I get to feeling good now? Amanda Wood is the person that can help you with that. So talk to us about what spurred you to even think in this very different way of this very holistic way. It's not at all traditional. So talk to us a bit about that. So I love, and it's why pretty much just the essence of why I do what I do is that I love helping people feel comfortable in their own skin. I absolutely love helping people, you know, find their confidence and find that inner, you know, just acceptance of their self in a way. And it just, you know, breaks my heart with especially a lot of the ladies that I work with that they have that just little voice in their head that just beats them up all day, every single day. And it is, you know, my joy and my mission to, you know, stop and reverse that mindset. And I love working with my clients, men and women to say, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Where do you see yourself in five years? How can we work together? I want to go on the journey with you. I'm not going to 
every single moment of it, tell you, quote unquote, what to do. I'm going to guide you and help you and be your champion and be your, you know, spokesperson of helping you find clothing that is not only going to bring out all of your confidence and make you shine and make you achieve your goals and make you achieve your aspirations, but I'm also going to show you how it works best for you and why it works best for you. And just, I love helping people see themselves for who they wanted to be or want to be or are achieving to be. And when I'm working with a client in person and I just see them looking at themselves in the mirror and just glowing, and a lot of my lady clients will cry that they are going, wow, I didn't know I could look this good. I am so happy and I didn't know. And I'm seeing myself as the person that I've always strived to achieve. And I just wasn't sure how. So that is what makes my day. Right. And one of the things I wanted to get to is because we only have two minutes before the break here. And that Mm -hmm. is you were telling me about the story of how you have male clients, like the gentleman who was found a lady and he decided that maybe his football jersey and shorts were not where he wanted to be. Would you describe how it is for men? Because we focus a lot on the women, but your male clients, I find fascinating how their journey is. You got about a minute and a half. All right. I'll talk quick. (laughs) So for the gentleman, it's very much to me, you know, like a little insight into the way men's minds work because they both have the same insecurities that women do. And they have that same little voice inside their head that is like, you know, slightly in a different way, always there telling them, you know, this isn't right or that's not right. But they see it as the clothing's not fitting and not them not fitting into the clothing. So I love seeing them see themselves as the up-leveled version of themselves and the polished version version of themselves and they walk taller and they just exude so much confidence and they say, wow, I didn't know that I could look this good. I usually just try to get out the door. I throw clothes on as habit and I don't want to fuss. But now seeing this other version of me, I'm ecstatic to get dressed and spend a little bit of time and attack the day feeling amazing and looking amazing. And we will talk with Amanda Wood a little bit more after the break and stay tuned as she talks about the different ways you too can change your wardrobe. Welcome back to the show. We have with us today, personal stylist and New York Institute of Art and Design. Personal, like I said, personal stylist. This woman, Amanda Wood, is the individual who can help you not only with your wardrobe, but helping you with where you are with your body right now so that you can start feeling really good. Now, some of the things that we are going to be talking about, you've seen the reality shows, you've seen the makeovers, and not only do they spend inordinate, insane amounts of money to help help people with their wardrobe and restyle them. One of the things I absolutely love about Amanda is how she can help you do it rather inexpensively because she has modulated the whole process. So you can go through the whole process. And if it takes you a year to go through module by module, she can do that. Such as you get this complimentary style discovery call where you sit down and basically tell her the goals that you want. Then you have a personalized style mood board that she puts together, which is incredible. Then you move into what you've seen in all the shows, which is the wardrobe edit. And if she has to sit there for four hours on Zoom while you wander through your wardrobe and she helps you decide what you need to keep and what you need to go, she will do it. She's the woman that will. And then there's also for those who have the ability to have in-person, she does the personal shopping 
But don't forget about that capsule wardrobe service she also offers. So this is where 2020 has brought these amazing creative designers who are helping us with our style and our image. And now they are on Zoom and they're able to work with us through the Postal Service. Welcome back, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about how you walk your clients through the discovery call, what they can Mm -hmm. expect. Because like when you first started talking to me about this stuff, I didn't have a clue. I'm a freaking (laughs) scientist and I'm a podcaster. Nobody sees me. Well, now 2020 hit. Oh my God, people see me. Help me, right? I remember coming (laughs) to you like that. And so talk to us about how you walk your clients through the process. So as you were mentioning, the first for every single client, no matter what, is the Zoom style discovery chat. So this is where, and I used to do this obviously a lot in person, but due to the pandemic, it's pivot, pivot, pivot. So I love having a chat over Zoom with my clients. And this is where we really get to know each other and I get to let them know this is the type of services that I have, let them, you know, pick and choose what would be best for them. And then I get into the aspirations and their goals and kind of talking about what we've been talking about. And we talk about colors and I talk about their skin and their undertones of their skin and their coloring and what colors would then be best on them. And just really you know, taking them through the journey, asking them where they would like to see themselves in about five years. And I start to craft a personalized style mood board. And I know I'm going into the second one, but I start to craft a personalized style mood board for them that will show them basically the blueprint of where their style direction can go. And I get more cues of what they're already interested in. And I just elaborate and up-level on that by showing them different style mood boards that I've put together that show my gentleman clients and my lady clients, this is what casual is, this is what preppy is, this is what boho is, this is edgy, you know, et cetera, et cetera, to just hone in on what their eye is already gravitating to and is already interested in. So from everything that they've told me, and I do this on Zoom because I'm also, you know, seeing what they're not saying, because when you have a chat with somebody, there's quite a bit that you say that you don't realize that you're saying that I love using because it's, you know, giving me the ability to craft a personalized style for them that is perfect, just so perfect. And it just makes my day when every single one of my clients is like, you've knocked it out of the park. This personalized style mood board is perfect. I'm so excited to get ready. And so after I have created the personalized style mood board, I hop on a quick 10, 15 minute um, Zoom call to go over it and just make sure that they are loving the direction that I'm taking their style. And I go from the, you know, casual aspect of it, the date night aspect of it, the business aspect of it, and just really show them this is the direction. This is where I see your style going and get their input and then make any tweaks or changes that may or may not be needed. Um, And then after that is the virtual wardrobe edit. And I offer this virtually just so that, you know, everybody, anybody all over can take advantage of it. And like Jenny was saying, I will do and have done four or five hour <laughs> Zoom wardrobe edits. And it does sound like a lot, but I have my clients pop the radio on, pop the YouTube, uh, the MP3 on, whatever that they want to listen to. And 
get some music, get some groove going, grab a coffee, because I like doing them in the morning when you have a lot of energy, and just really go through. And what I'm doing is I'm removing stuff that's not working for you, but I'm also removing old habits and old items that are blocking you from attaining your goals and reaching the person that you want to be and removing the stuff that's, you know, just, it's like, literally it's, I call it sad. (laughs) And some of the stuff that just has holes or some of the stuff that you, you know, still have the tags on or the items that were just, you know, you keep looking at them, you keep trying to find something to wear them with, but they just don't work, but you've had them in there for years and just removing all of that. And then keeping the pieces that we can still work with so that you don't have to buy an entirely, entirely new wardrobe. So while we're doing that, I'm taking pictures of every single item and I'm also writing down a shopping list and we go through the shopping list and then we go through the personal style mood board to make sure that when we do the next bit called the in-person shop, personal shopping day, that we have, you know, agreed upon all the items that you definitely, definitely want to see in the dressing room. And then I pop in a few surprises so that when I meet you on your personalized shopping day, I'm handing you your coffee, your juice, your, your water, whatever you feel like having, and then a snack. And you just come into the dressing room and I have everything curated, ready to go for you. You don't have to get stressed out about the sea of options and you just get treated to an amazing day that is just for you, all about you. I style you in each and every single different outfit. I take pictures of each. And by the end of the day, I just absolutely love hearing from every one of my clients that I saw them for who they wanted to be. I have created a bespoke style that they feel so confident in. Um, Some of my clients do cry with happiness and every single one of my clients is just elated and the time goes by very quickly. And then at the end of the day, I grab all of their bags. I don't let you carry any of the bags and I bring them to your car for you and just make sure that you had an amazing day. So that is start to finish virtual and in-person of the process. And then another virtual option, if we're not in person, is I can do a capsule wardrobe for you in a curated style box and pop everything in, shoes, bags, wallets, um, cufflinks, blazers, the whole bit in a box shipped to you. You and I virtually try on everything go through a styling session, you pop back what you decided not to keep. And then we just have you in amazing new outfits. One of the things that just totally blew me away when you Mm -hmm. were working with me and other people, because you were kind enough to, you know, cover everybody's names up, but you were showing me other mood boards and the way you Mm -hmm. worked with people is like what you said about seeing people for who they are and where their body is right now. And a lot of people think, well, there's no hope for me. Uh, And one of the things I love about you is how you help people get over uh, guilt and you help them with forgiveness, -forgiveness Mm self-forgiveness of, look, you really love these pair of pants, but you're not getting into them anytime soon. So just give them away. So talk to us a little bit. we got about two minutes left. Talk to us about how you walk people through that emotional landmine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do it with a lot of empathy and a lot of 
I am your best friend and I am here to go on this journey with you and to help you because from all of the experience I have and all of the wardrobe edits that I have done and, you know, helping my clients through this is that I know that if you keep that piece, it is just going to hold on to the memories of, you know, when it was amazing, when it did fit. And it's just never going to fit exactly, exactly the same as when it did. And with it staying in your closet, it's just a constant reminder and a constant visual put down of yourself that you're keeping and holding on to. Whereas I can take, you know, that, that dress, that sport coat, that pair of pants and say, this was old you, this is the new you who is gorgeous, confident, and amazing. And these pants, shirt, sport coat, dress, whatever, fit a heck of a lot better and look a heck of a lot just more amazing on you than the one that you were trying to keep and trying to hold on to because it's just so many memories and such a reminder that it is not, it's not the best to keep, trust me. (laughs) So Thank you, Janine. I have loved being on the show with you. A great place for anyone to find me that would want to work with me is either on my LinkedIn page, and that is where I'm Amanda Wood at the Hote Edit. Also my website, which is thehoteedit.com and my Instagram, which is the same, thehoteedit.com. And this is Janine Boland signing off with you today. Thank you, Amanda, for being with us. All of us here at the eight gates that produce the Janine Boland show wish you a wonderful week and remind you that we broadcast on radio stations as well as online via 42 different platforms. I wish to say goodbye to our KHNC family as we will be moving to the KXLI family. And if you wish to follow us, please visit our website at the and sign up to hear our broadcasts on one of the top podcasting services, such as iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Amazon Prime, and iHeartRadio, along with 36 others that are listed on our website. We wish to thank Jason Walker and the rest of the KHNC family for having us on their programs for over the last six months. It has been such a pleasure working with you. And I hope that you, my dear listener, will take the 30 seconds to find our show on a different podcasting platform and continue listening to us as we bring you topics of money, knowledge, sanity, and how to make it through your day with a little bit more spring in your step. So we'd love to see you and we'll chat with you online again soon. Thank you for listening to the Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to the JanineBolandShow.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the 8gates.com.